Um, Boom, we're going. So we're back. Um, yeah, I think one of the topics that we wanted to start with is uh, discussing arguments. Um, what what exactly people want to gain from an argument? Why they argue? Um, the, you know the purpose and the you know a lot of the things I people I think people struggle with is just it like it's a competitive thing and that they want to prove their point in order to to seek validation, you know, um, and breaking that down. First, first of all, like, um, are you the kind of person that always like, and I know we joke around a lot in the shop. Are you the kind of person that, um, finds yourself to get into a lot of arguments or do you find yourself wanting to start them or does an argument start out of your curiosity? You get somebody annoyed, like there's, levels to reasons why somebody would get into an argument what do you consider an argument how far do you get into a I, an aggressive conversation where you're like okay this is now an argument yeah i contrary to most belief i don't really like arguments because most people don't understand how to play with me you know a lot of times i'm not very serious i say a lot of messed up things just for shock value and i do I instigate a lot of stuff, you know, especially here, but I do it a lot just because I find it humorous and it's not necessarily the necessarily the best way to do stuff. But, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't really like arguments for the simple fact that most people don't interpret conflict the way that I do. You know, I think a lot of people look at conflict like it's, like it's immediately like a really bad thing. Like it's like it's a war almost, you know, and if one of us isn't winning it, one of us is losing it, you know. And, right. And, right. I, and I think that that's that's like the very unhealthy side of an argument. Um, I noticed last night about myself, which is kind of cool to notice it. Um, one of my I don't know if you want to call it a flaw, but um, when I get nervous in a conversation with someone or, uh, yeah, nervous, I I totally kind of resort to sarcasm as like a defense mechanism. And I noticed that based on um, how people can get misunder misunderstood by what the, I'm trying to say when that, given the situation, I get into like a mode where I'm like, I don't know how to react, you know, to this somebody's trying to tell me something or I'm trying to explain something, um, I get, yeah, you know, that, that's me. And that started for me at um, almost like a conversation that started into an argument. But then I learned about my, I was like thinking about that. I was like, okay, well, this is, um, this is a trait you have that you need to at least understand. And, you know, you go from there if you want to work on it or figure it out for yourself, how you're going to handle shit from here on out with that idea in mind of yourself being you know a, a nervous um sarcastic player you know well and and where do you think that 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 all stems from where do you think it comes from um i i already have a dry sarcasm wit about me i yeah, yeah. so um if it comes from there which probably comes from maybe my 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 reason to um I guess combat, you know, like anything worse than that, like anger, sadness, I guess. Right. Yeah. Um, I know for me, you know, I've, I've most recently noticed, you know, changes in myself throughout 
the years because I've been doing, you know, a lot of soul searching and stuff like that. But I do, I do remember a time when I was young that my, my, uh, my, I was always on the defense. I always had to defend because I kind of grew up in survival mode, you know, and I was always told a certain thing and treated a certain way. So as a kid, I, I had a big mouth. I would always, always, you know, conflict with whatever somebody was trying to say to me because I felt like I had to defend myself and being self-aware of that. I more have kind of tried to change some of that stuff because I mean, in an argument, it, depending on what its basis is, it's it's really it's it's kind of a, a, a foolish interaction if you're not trying to learn something from it. Let me ask you something. This may sound cheesy, but I'm going to ask you something about that. When you were a kid and you found yourself in that moment, did you kind of stop and reflect and be like, "Dude, what 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 the hell is your problem?" Or did you kind of react to that like in a more intimidation? Let me get one up on top of you real quick before you know you think um you know like chickening out or um you know i'm getting intimidated by the whole mess you know conversation shit going yeah i mean i think i think that that was i never truly understood a lot of things because growing up i didn't have a lot of explanations so what would get me in trouble is people would say something and i would be like why and when they couldn't provide me with an answer i'd get frustrated or i'd get angry and you know, then that's when I would act out. And I'm like, you expect me to explain all of these things about myself when I don't even know these things, but you can't provide me with, you know, any answers. So it's, a, you know, I never understood that stuff. So I'd always be in school in, in any situation. Why, why, why? And that's interpreted as you being, you know, disruptive or exactly conflict conflicting. And I, I just wanted to understand, you know, why are you saying these things to me? Why, why can you sit here and tell me that I need help or that I'm going to be nothing or I'm, I'm less than, or, you know, just, just shitty things that kids hear, you know, or at least heard, I don't, can't speak for kids now, but, you know, so I'd always be like, why are you saying these things about me? And then, you know, obviously that that translates into how you feel about yourself in the future. But um, I think it was, you know, it was a fear thing. It was like, you, you, well, you definitely reflect back. And if you look at it, you you want to think of it as a frame of reference as to where you're at now and how you stand as opposed to where you stood with it then. You know, it's like, say, that sort of combat bullshit happened today. You know, you would definitely react a different way. But also that's based on your experience, you know, so you have to wear it almost like a badge of honor as the same time, you know, know that's where you came from. And that's, you know, um, something not everybody else has that makes you kind of more of who you are, I guess, I and think, how you do it. I think that, too, is that that's that experience is something that nobody really takes into consideration. You know, I know it's really difficult in conversation or conflict or arguments or anything to kind of step away and think about who it is you're talking about, what it is you're talking about, because realistically people's opinions what they say the way they behave all of these things are all just ref reflections of the day their experience their history of yeah who, who they are and their kids their dog their their ex or their spouse yeah, or whatever trauma. It is. yeah and and you know i think if we took a little bit of time to kind of think about stuff like that like who am i talking to you know, you could avoid a lot of conflict. I mean, some people, some people aren't going to get it. Some people aren't looking to be enlightened and that's not anything against them. It's just that they haven't been provided the tools or even had someone maybe expressed to them an interest of saying, you know, like, 
things don't have to be that way. Some people just love conflict. And even with that being said, it's because of how they were trained to be. You know, we're not we're not just by design looking to fucking conflict with everybody or each other. I don't think that that's the case at all. No. And I'm also kind of thinking of a certain person. And I know that idea is floating to your head about now, as opposed to, you know, we saw great ex examples of this, you know, on the floor, um, you know, with uh, clients and, you know, ex coworkers. We had, a, you know, especially me in the last five years. You've been here for what, uh, two years? I've been, oh, just a little over a year. Okay. Almost, I think you're like a year and a half in or almost. Yeah. Something like Anyways, um, we've seen it enough times to know. We've seen um, a ballerina dancer on meth come in here and get tased to death. Yeah, well, not to death, but well, almost. Yeah, yeah, but and and you know what? That right there too. A, that's, a male, um, crazy dude. Yeah, but, a very crazy person. Yeah. Um, but Anyways. even with you saying that, like this environment for us is is a very very beautiful place specifically for that because we talk all day long. We talk with different people every single time someone sits in our chair and then we also get to interact with each other. So I think like, I think a barbershop is, is one of the last places. It's a relic of the past. It actually still has an energy in here that kind of reminds me of what it might've been like for everybody to congregate in a barbershop and bullshit amongst each other. And, and you know, too, like I, I, I mean, and it's, and it's, it's kind of remaining that way, at least here for sure. And what I've, really learned to appreciate is like i've had like five or six new female clients and they come in here and they enjoy it just for the same reasons that that you know the A guy would the guys do yeah. you know and and not to say that that isn't possible but it's not as common as you know you know well, men and, mostly men and come to barbershops and you know you i think the number one answer why they do is because there's more drama in um like the i don't want to say uh a salon but just just say any place that has more of a, I, I yeah I guess you know that kind of attitude to it. Well, and and that type of drama, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of drama in cosmo places. Let's just be in salons. Let's be honest. Yeah, I, I think that is just the. I, I don't want to say that's it's, it, the typical line of communication for women. I don't want people to think that that's what I mean. But like, right. you know, we we communicate differently when we're amongst the same sex. Dudes talk about things a certain way that they normally it's, wouldn't it's in front a, of women. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that almost a generalization amongst the percentage of women that do come in here that would probably have that opinion. And that's my opinion. That's only what I would say. I don't I wouldn't say that's you know, that's the truth. That's the facts. That's from what I saw gathered, um, you know, which is probably half true. Yeah, I, I think it's definitely just an example of, of you know, those subtle differences between the two of us. Um, but, uh, you know, I, what the what makes light of that is the fact that like a woman can come in here and fit right in. You know, I don't I can't speak because I've never really been in a salon. In Any individual center. should be able to come in here and fit right in, I think, is what you're trying to say. Y yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that that is, is What's what it's turned into. I mean, back in the day, we would have sent at least 50 percent of our um, people that come in here. That's that would probably be the going rate in like a shop. And I mean, here's me being my my crazy creative. Um, I don't know. 
Salvador Dali side. I'm thinking already like in the 30s and 40s, yeah. how the traditional shops used to be, you know. They'd probably send women. Actually, women and children in some shops would be out. Um, like the the shop in California, I heard, was ran like that by the guy that owns um, that one pomade company. I don't want to specifically say who it was, but rumors about, you know, they want to keep tradition alive, even if it has um, that much aggression toward it you know i don't you know i don't i i don't see i don't see anything anything wrong with those type of things i don't i don't think like exclusivity is 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 bad um i think that if there is an argument it's that you know it's not represented correctly i don't think that there's something wrong with an all-male place or specific all-female place specific because I mean, it, the, the argument in that would be like curves for women is a gym that's for women. But I would, you know, what if I walked up and I was like, I want to work out there. Well, I mean, no, what if there's a, a feminine guy that wants to join, you know? Yeah, I absolutely. mean, And they, they probably would accept him after, you know, recognizing what he was about. Because then he'd be like a motivator. He'd be somebody to probably help him all. Because he wanted to be there and be a part of it. But even even in that, like, I think it's fine. It's fine even if if they said no we we this is a place mm -hmm. where we we would prefer it just to be women you just have to respect um it. just respect what's going on i yeah, guess i i don't know i think start your own there's a little bit too much too much uh emotion associated with that stuff and that's what one of the huge things and arguments that i think makes them so so toxic <laughs> is people allow their emotions and feelings to do the speaking without actually truly understanding where those emotions and feelings are coming from. Like what, what is fueling that? What are, what are you really upset about and why are you upset? All right. So before we take another break, if we get time to, I wanted to say real quick, is this going to get triggered into an outrage culture conversation? Um, I mean, are we going to expand would, this into the idea of what we now face? I'd like to I'd like to maybe save that for a for another podcast. I think, you know, the yeah. outrage culture stuff is it's so huge and there's so much going on in the country right now that's just it's insane. Yeah. You know, with with us having this platform and people, you know, obviously much larger than us having all of these platforms, the little amount of communication that's actually going on is fucking disgusting. True. It's disgusting. I, I, we could, we could be the best we've ever been in a time where it's the best to ever be. You know, I, I just, I don't, I don't think that we even have enough time to start that conversation now. But I would yeah. definitely like to, to hit that topic. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like that would just end with the idea of appreciating yourself and your situation and being thankful for the fact you're not in somebody else's shoes who probably has it worse than you and. Um, you know, you probably see that person every day and wouldn't even think it, but you never know what's going on, um, you know, outside of the place you probably would see that person. Yeah, absolutely. Or personally, in, internally with somebody, you know, like demons and what somebody's battling beneath their smiles, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I read a quote um, in one, one of my meetings that I thought was one of the most amazing quotes I'd ever heard. And I, I like to reflect and apply that to everyone now because um it, it's just so amazing and it's we are the walking wounded with a smile and i think that that you know is it speaks volumes for stuff because you know we don't know each other's stories i've 
go on. Yeah. We don't know each other's stories. We don't know what you've been through. We don't, I don't know, you know, and, and I honestly really, what, what inspired me to do this is because I want to know. I think that in arguments, in opinions and all that stuff, if you're not taking the time to understand where it's coming from, because there's so much to be learned from an argument, from a discussion, anything. If I can sit here and talk to you and we have two sides of something that conflict, if I stop, listen to your side, think about the things that I can learn. If you explain to me why it is that you feel that way, right. I don't have to agree with it. But now I know something about you that I can apply to another situation. If I come across someone like you again, or if in fact I come across you again, you know, I understand these things about you now, instead of just being like, well, he's wrong because I disagree with the way he says something. Yeah. Why? You know, I, I just, I don't, I don't think that that, I think that should stop. I think there's so much more enlightenment that to be got, you know, or had or have, or what I, you know, because just in that way, like, Hey, explain to me, just explain to me what it is that you're trying to say. Like I said, we don't have to agree, but there's nothing wrong with disagreeing. That's going to be like the main element of this whole podcast, especially when we have guests, is you want to explain something and not think that we're going to give you our opinion right off the bat, what we think about you and that kind of thing. Because I want to ex expand and elaborate on, you know, just like you're saying before you give your own two cents, you know, yeah. like exactly like let's expand and elaborate on on these answers after a question, you know, and instead of sit there with judgment, you know, and think about what this person is you know, probably really like. Well, and also thinking about where you're, you know, I, I think listening, most of us don't listen. I mean, I have the ability to kind of retain information in a room full of voices, which, I mean, I'm not the only person that can do that, but I, I, for some reason I can absorb stuff even in, in like a chaotic environment. Um, but I have found myself doing things like stopping pausing and then not thinking of the time of when I'm get to, to say what I need to say. You know, I think that that right there is a huge skill that we all need to work on in a conversation. Let yeah. the other person say what they're saying and listen to what they're saying. You will have an opportunity to say what you have to say. I know you get excited. I get excited because a thought is provoked and whatever, but just pause, let the person finish what they're saying interpret what they're saying you know taking it and then say what you have to say instead of talking over each other because that that's where the whole competitive thing comes in and there's no listening being done at all yeah two minutes before i want to go to break but this is a practice each each podcast we have is definitely a practice um i'm not a professional george isn't a professional um we don't have a professional range of topics this is mostly improvise off the top of our heads what we thought about and you know marinated on for over a 48 hour period or so maybe more than that but so this is a really fresh conversation to be had each time we go about this and that's the way i want it especially on my end i want this to be more organic straight from where you're coming from you know i don't want you to put too much thought and then kind of because then that gives you um the that gives you like a, a opportunity to pr probably distort what you're actually thinking because you're thinking about it too much and then you're thinking it should sound like this so you're prefabricating your thoughts mm -hmm. and i don't that's bullshit you should you should and you shouldn't do that if you want to have a scripted podcast that's cool i guess it depends on the subject but for something like this i feel it should be more straight from the uh, it sounds cheesy as fuck straight from the heart yeah you know i think too uh i thought about this on the ride over here um the idea that we're not professionals 
we're not professionals. I mean, we're two guys that we are, are to talk about. Not in the sense of yeah, podcasts. I we're don't. professional barbers. Yeah, and but, that's it. Yeah. I just, I like that idea. Yeah. I don't know. We don't know what we're doing. We're trying Amateurs. to figure out and we want to help you as well. Yeah. But um, at the same time, I talk to enough people and I have already in my profession where um, I have my own opinion on how I feel things go. And also based on experience, I just want to elaborate on, you know, what my answer would be for these random um, topics that I feel a lot of people probably think about. And, um, you know, definitely we'll be going a little more personal into um, conversation as time goes on. But generalization has to be the main topic for um, the be these beginning episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and nothing against people who are professional. I do seek help and I, I listen to some podcasts and audiobooks from trained professionals. However, you know, I feel the benefit to this specific platform is that the fact that you know we're we're learning together you know when you listen to a, an audio book or you you see a seminar or a video of somebody who's already been doing it they've already been doing it they polished their act so to speak you know and and nothing is wrong with that but i feel like it's to me it's it's a little bit more intimate it's a little bit more real yeah, to I'm gonna get, get a candle. Just kidding. You know, to get it from people that we should we should get a candle, like a stress <laughs> candle or some shit, and just keep it. You're just that way. If anybody does come in here and your vibes off, we're gonna try to just neutralize and make it a little more chill. Um. Anyways, yeah. um, anything else you want to add, or let's um take a break for now, and then you know, um, I, at this point, no, I think that um we we nailed that one pretty good. The nail in the head. Yeah, that was that was good. Felt good to get it off my shoulders, off my chest as well. Yeah, me too. But um, go follow my page, even though there ain't shit on there right now, Parafreaks. Um, it's like paranormal, but freaks, because um, I feel like I want to get freaky about paranormal shit, you know? That's yeah. the worst explanation I could have ever gave on um, my idea of what I came <laughs> up with this title. But Go to Barber Trash Files, too, on YouTube. Barber Trash um, Files on YouTube. And you'll see all of our silly dating videos, our shop videos, pretty much everything that Rick films. That's that's the core of. of our personality that I've been able to film and track oh, as, yeah. as far as um, who we truly are. Yeah. The one video, that, that video that you did, uh, Crazy Dates, I have like 700 views on that shit. Are you serious? Yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> So let's. Uh, People really thought you were serious, probably. I don't I, know. I mean, or they wanted to. In their <laughs> mind, they were imagining how serious you could have been. I do pick my teeth with my knife a lot. Do you? Yeah. I mean, some of those, yeah, added little added things were probably real, you know, real life things that we do. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and we kind of joke around about them. For sure. I know. I I, I probably do. You know, or at least um, I want to emphasize with all those stupid videos. You know how. Um, sarcastic people can be to me anyway, you know, or, or not sarcastic, but just, just off the wall, you know? Yeah, for sure. Cause I'm already there, but then to see it, it's like, Hey, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> you know, I think making uh, light of stuff too. That's, that's very important. I think it's a time where we need to not take certain stuff so seriously. Definitely. That balance is so hard to juggle, but it's, you know, a practice. 
just like this and everything else. Definitely. It's very important. I'll try to not make that my answer every time. <laughs> it's a balance that you need to practice. But anyways. You sound like Ben Stein. I can do that all day. Um, need to wrap this up before this this podcast kicks me out like it did last time. I didn't realize these going 25-minute segments. Thank you, Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Shout out to Parafreaks. Shout out to Scotch Bronco. Shout out to everybody watching and listening. Shout out to Electric Haven Barbershop. Shout out to the barbershop. Yep. Holding it down, the first barbershop that had the tattoo and um, barber aspect. Combination. Yeah. And also, I think before this ends, it started the whole appeal of side parts and tattoos and a clean but scumbag kind of look. Speaking of tattoos, I want to shout out J.D. Espinart. My buddy J.D. Espinosa is a phenomenal artist. He's in Phoenix. He just did a micro portrait of my dog on the side of my face, and it is incredible. All right. Check that's, him out. I didn't even see that yet. Yeah. It's tiny, but it's so incredible. That's dope. Shout out to Scotch, my dog, too. Shout out to great artists, all, all the great artists out there. Fuck yeah. You sound cute. I'm recording now. Sick. All right. And we are back for another segment yeah. on my Instagram live. Now the words will be on Rick's face and not mine. Um, so deal with it. Um, and my hat's backwards, so you know that this is about to get real. Yeah, real and also serious. it's a it's an indicator that this is part two. His hat's backwards. Oh yeah, over the top. The microphone's falling. That is um, tighten it up. So. This segment, we would like to... This is called George's segment. This was on George's mind. <laughs> oh, now I'm drawing a total blank of what it was. My bad. We were trying to um, no, 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 no. But you you did bring up a, a good point about conversation um, and outrage. Well, how quick somebody is to get um, misunderstood, I guess, rather, in a generalization. The, yeah, no, the, the, power, the power of words. Um, Thank you. Yeah, the power of words. So um, how how responsible we are, you know, how responsible you are for allowing things to have power. You know, I, I've i been very guilty of it. I'm sure. I'm definitely guilty. You know, of yeah, definitely. somebody saying something to you, especially, I mean, it's a little harder to when it's like a loved one, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband. But, I mean, do you ever try to go back and you know re not retract what you say but you know like we're going back into how the form of this podcast is you ever try to do like a micro version of that and be like look this is what i meant you know and then you kind of you try to tell them you simplify what you're trying to say or you know your explanation before yeah. they turn away and say no no we're done well and i think that is something that is definitely bound to happen in a lot of ways people shut down but that's another another part of that like Thinking about where the power, the, the power in all of this is, especially for yourself. Somebody can say something to you, hey man, fuck you, you're a piece of shit, or you know, you're not very good at what you do, and so on and so forth. And um, and it's a it's a self-esteem thing and it's also a security thing. Um, but think about that. Think right. about that. You have the ability to, you know, keep that from truly inflicting any damage on yourself. You know, and, and I think a lot of the times we f we if if you're insecure, which most people won't admit that they are, 
which I have been insecure we, uh, about a lot of stuff. Everybody has a compartment or two with insecurity mm-hmm. and yeah, labeled if, insecurity. And you know what? If uh, if you are, if you don't think you're insecure, if you don't think you're insecure, that's something to talk about. And that's that's yourself. somebody that we would love to invite on and be like, yo, why do you think you're not insecure? Yeah, if you're not insecure, think about things that people have said to you and if they've made you feel kind of bad about something chances are you're probably insecure basically you're saying you should be able to relate to this because if you'd say any, if you think that you don't on some you know level then you're you're probably delusional yeah and it's okay it's totally okay because you know it, it's it's part of the, the the practice part of learning you know and when somebody says something to you you don't like think about why you don't like it why don't you why don't you like it and then think about how valuable it is to maintain those feelings you know i've i've had people say things to me that have literally destroyed me for days and same here and yeah, i do yeah. i've done it a lot and you it, yeah that in those days you're reflecting and you're trying to piece it together on a positive note how you can kind of you know come out of that well cuz at that point you're now questioning if what they said is true it's like a a verbal blow yeah. you know yeah. And, you know, um, you you are your truth. You are your truth. You, like I said, you allow the power, you allow things to affect you the way that they do. You know, sticks and stones, right. they break my bones, but it was just words fuck, will never hurt. That's not true. That's not it, true it, at it, all. Yeah, I know. I know. That's it's, complete bullshit. Horseshit. But you know what's cool? To fucking think that as a kid growing up, to have that mental kind of strength is, you know, because... If, if that's going to be what your your counteraction is to some asshole kid that's like, you know, you smell bad or, you know, you, you suck and you look funny. You can't you can't hang out with my group, you know, because because of this and that. And then, you know, you just kind of spout off. I know I fucking did once or twice in kindergarten, first grade. You know, that was my defense mechanism was real quick. Sticks and stones, mate, you know, but that's that's also um, like a, a form of I don't you know, words, the power of words, you know, and where the idea of power words came from, you know, I think that spans back to cultures. You know, and I think it's really interesting. I just thought of this as we were talking about it is we learned that as a child and now as adults, we struggle with it. You know, it's something that should have been, you know, reiterated, it was reiterated and like solid in our minds. And now as adults, we struggle with those things. And it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. In the maturity growing process, you kind of you you process you like eliminate process of elimination. You know what what's in my reality, what's not in my reality, what makes sense, what doesn't. And you notice from a lot of people in their fucking twenties, they're going through that. Mm-hmm. You notice people in their er, definitely not even early twenties. This is something more embarrassing from twenty five to thirty that most people. I'm noticing, and myself included, maybe even more because I'm only 34. So, you know, obviously this can carry on with people up until they're, you know, they're late in age. My point is, is you the realization of maturity and what you deem to be a part of that understanding and not, you know, and your, your knowledge and education of, you know, what you uh, retained from high school even, you know, um, it, it all fucking just goes away. You know, and you have to figure out it's like you're starting from the ground up of, you know, what what makes you you on on a level of how you react to everyone and everything, you know. And I think what's interesting about that ability to delegate the power in a situation like that is, 
you know, you not only have the power to to feel a certain way, you can choose, you, you know, it's all a choice. But a lot of the reasons why I feel most people are insecure and we have these these struggles and so on and so forth is because in our face, since we're young, is an unattainable standard set by someone else. You know, everything we we see is something that has been created by someone else. So thinking about that and then applying it to the, the whole idea of power, first of all, you're responsible for yourself. You only have the power to change yourself, which means you are the only person who can set the standard for yourself. Stop living based on other people's standards. Right. The idea of I need to look a certain way. I mean, it, and I'm not making fun or knocking anybody because this, it's, this is a society right now. Young girls want to look like Kardashians. They want to look this way and they want to look that way. And everybody wants to look the same. We're not the same. We are, we are the same as far as we bleed and die, you know, and, and there's some biological things that make us very, very similar, but we're not the same for a reason. So stop allowing the power to be in someone else's hands. Stop living by someone else's standard. I grew up in a way where every school, every place, every home, every, everywhere I went, I picked something up. So I wanted to be all types of stuff. I was into, I was into Kung Fu. I was into martial arts, which are roughly the same thing, but comic books, skateboarding, punk rock, rap music. I was into everything. And everywhere I went, I was told by that specific you learn discipline. Group, you learn like, well, what are you? Yeah. What are you? Well, when you start looking at it like that, you you start just putting limits on everything, boundaries on everything. That's not what boundaries are for. That's not what I, I I'm right now coming that's to true. the conclusion where I don't want limits on anything. Yeah. Limits mean that limits mean that that's it. You can't go any further. Well, if you're going to set your own standard and there's a limit, that means you can only be as good as you want as you're going to allow that to be. Makes no sense take away the limit, you can put your standard wherever you want. You know what I mean? And then at that point, if you reinforce that over and over and over through time, through every day, through meditation, through just telling yourself you're great. And your practice becomes a habit. It becomes a habit, you know? And, and I think that that's something that we all should really start thinking about. Stop living by other people's standards. Stop giving other people the power for yourself. Nice. You know, I, I mean, I, I think that that's that's huge. It's super big. I would agree. Yeah. Um, but well said. Yeah, I, I don't I mean, I, I've I, I've had a, gr a pretty good week. You know, I had a really great meeting and I had some very nice things said to me. And I also said some very nice things to people. And I and I'm I'm, I'm really starting to understand what it's like to love myself and care for myself and believe in myself. And I can only hope that other people see this, hear this, interact with me, you, anyone, and start to feel that as well. Because to be honest with you, the, the, the application of actual positive stuff, the compliments, the holding doors for people, the just, just reinforcing good stuff makes such a huge change, such a a huge change in how you and, feel and your personality and other people's lives. Right. I saw a gentleman in the gym this morning as we were both walking up to the door and he, I don't know his story or anything like that. Um, and you know, by his demeanor, he didn't look like he was very happy, but whatever, who knows what his, his story was. But I, I stopped 
looked at him. I said, good morning. And I opened the door for him. He walked in, he thanked me, but the look on his face went from a stone, you know, just blank look to a smile and appreciation for what I just did for him. Something that small is, is even if it's that small, it's still momentum in the right direction, I think. Right. Yeah, I would. Yeah, that's, you know, I've been so, so negative, so negative for the better portion of my life. And it was a product of my environment. I, I let it, I let it manifest and grow. And, and, and I thought that negativity and toxicity was normal. That's where I felt safe and comfortable. Not anymore. I'm not doing it. I want everyone to be happy. Yeah. I've seen, um, my, my little brother, he was living in a small town and in his, um, main choice of influence was that you know of illegal shit you know i don't want to say what exactly but it was to the point to where um he had to get out you know and also he's kind of a personality type which is interesting to me who is you know and forgive me if you're listening this isn't you know no don't take offense to this but it seems some people and maybe this is something you know a trait of as you're learning and growing can have, um, you know, you can be totally one way or the other in life and you, you need to kind of be all about one thing or not about it at all. And with that, I think we should, uh, maybe just wrap up and maybe elaborate next podcast on that all thing on that whole conversation of way of conversation and, and thoughts. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I'm, I'm very, uh, I'm very happy with the the bullet points and topics we've discussed on this first episode. Um, and I, I just see it growing and getting bigger. And, and also if you guys are interested, anybody who listens to this sees it or knows us, if you're interested, the only way that this is going to get bigger is if you, if you, if you want to be a part of it, promote that interest. And if you want to be a part of it, if you want to be a part of it, if you want to sit down with us, because we are, like I said before, we are going to have guests, men, women, it's not just about men. Um, but you know, if you want to be a part of this, you know, get at us, me, yeah. direct DM message us. Rick, however you need to come in the barbershop, just say hi, whatever. I mean, we're, we're very fun guys and we enjoy having, you know, conversations and that's what we're doing this for. But if you want to be a part of it, reach out. And as we, you know, grow and, and, and make more of a, uh, foundation for this we're we will feature you if there's somebody that wants to get a shout out a business we'll make an effort to yeah have that approach be viable for sure and if there's anybody who wants to sponsor this um by all means the same thing reach out to us and we will blow you up we'll get yeah whatever you know this is all about um what and you know what what's a good sponsor for this kind of um podcast you know if you own like a cbd line or like a cartridge you know of some sort um, some sort of legal, you know, enhancer or whatever, Medicinal tea, marijuana stuff. Or, or if you know. want, you know, yeah, you just want to cross um, cross collaborate on some sort of interesting podcast, you know, we can have with coffee. We like coffee too. Yeah. Yeah. We can talk about coffee and um, how emotional we can be over coffee and how emotional others are over coffee. Yeah. That's actually, that can get into a serious topic because. Yeah. I know people are assholes without that shit in the morning. <laughs> but anyways. But yeah, so um wrap it up, B. All that, yeah, with all that being said, I think this was uh, a hit. Our next episode we we will have a guest. Um and 
Yeah, we have a few in mind. We just have to pick who it's going to be first, and then we'll we'll probably have a picture of them previewing, so you'll know who the next podcast will be. Keep listening. The platforms are it's it's going to be on Spotify, on Anchor, Anchor. Um, wow. I think it's Stitcher. We're they're working on getting us on other platforms, so pretty sure we'll be on like um, Google and yeah, whatever. Apple maybe. All yeah whatever we can be on yeah but i mean everybody basically listens to spotify you know Mm -hmm. i I tell people anchor they're like what the hell is anchor i'm like don't even worry about it just look for it on spotify it's fine yeah or look on it look look for it on anchor but yeah yeah or Um, anchor shout out to anchor again happy friday everybody thanks for listening thanks for doing this with us and uh thanks for being an inspiration for us to continue to practice all this stuff yeah thanks for all your colorful attitudes we'd love to eventually have on here one day peace bye